This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the Sunday of the Holy Trinity. The Old Testament reading is written in Isaiah chapter 6. In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal, that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Romans, the 11th chapter. O oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor? 
Or who has given him a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. On this Sunday of the Holy Trinity, the text that I have chosen is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the third chapter, these words. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Do you want to see the Holy Trinity? Do you? Then go. Go to the Jordan River. That's what they said. That's what the early church fathers said for 
2,000 years, pastors and teachers have said, if you want to see the Trinity, go to the Jordan River. There you will see the Trinity. Is that good advice? Is that sound teaching? Let's see. Go to the Jordan, they said. Why the Jordan River? Well, because that's where Jesus, the Son of God, is baptized. Because that's where, when Jesus is baptized, God the Father speaks, this is my Son, because that's where God the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus like a dove. And at the Jordan River, you see the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God, one divine being, three distinct persons. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, and yet there are not three gods, but one God. The Father is not the Son, and the Father is not the Holy Spirit. The Son is not the Father, and the Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Father, and the Holy Spirit is not the Son. The Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Holy Spirit is another. The Father uncreated, the Son uncreated, the Holy Spirit uncreated. The Father eternal, the Son eternal, and the Holy Spirit eternal, and yet there are not three eternals, but one eternal. Thus there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And in this Holy Trinity, none is before or after another. None is greater or less than another. But the whole three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are co-eternal. So that in all things, as has been stated, the Trinity and unity and unity and Trinity is to be worshipped. Luther's small catechism asks, Who is the only true God? And the catechism answers, The only true God is the triune God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three distinct persons, one divine being, the Holy Trinity. Go to the Jordan. Go to the Jordan River, and there you will see God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Athanasian Creed says to you and me, whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold the Catholic faith. Catholic in the use of the term universal, not Catholic in the sense of Roman Catholic. Whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold the universal or Catholic faith. Whoever does not keep it whole and undefiled will without doubt perish eternal, eternally. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. Whew. That's a lot. But this truth about God, 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One divine being, three distinct persons. This truth about God is really majestic. And it is wonderful, too. In fact, St. Paul says in our epistle today, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. The depth of the knowledge of God is too wonderful for us. His person and his being beyond us. And yet, in Holy Scripture, the Bible describes for you and me very clearly all that God reveals about himself. The Bible clearly teaches the Trinity. It reveals to you that God is one divine being and three distinct persons. It doesn't hide or shroud who God is. In the Old Testament we read, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. God is one. Love him alone. Fear him alone. Trust in him alone. Have no other gods before him. And God says, I am the Lord, that is my name. This is in Isaiah 42. He says, my glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. God will not share his glory with anyone else. So if Jesus is not God, God will not share his glory with Jesus the Son, will he? But God does share his glory with Jesus. Just read Hebrews 1 verse 3. It says, Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Of Jesus, the Bible teaches, for in him the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily. Of Jesus, we read, in the beginning was the Word, that is Jesus. And the Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word, Jesus, was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing made that was made. Jesus is clearly called God. And of the Holy Spirit, he too is called God and receives the glory that only God receives. When a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira lie to St. Peter in the book of Acts, Peter says this to Ananias. He says, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You have not lied to man, but to God. The Holy Spirit is called God. And then when the scripture tells you and me about baptism, we are told that we are to baptize in God's name. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, then that's what we do. Here God reveals to you and me himself who he is. And we baptize our children in his name. And they are born again. Born again by the Spirit. They are born again by the Holy Spirit. They are baptized into Christ. They die with Christ and rise with Christ in the waters of holy baptism. 
We baptize our children in the name of the triune God. So the Bible clearly teaches that God is one, one divine being. And God is three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Bible does not hide this truth from you and me. It clearly teaches it to us that we might believe and be saved. And so the Bible takes you to the Jordan River. It reveals God to you. At the Jordan, you see the Son, you hear the Father, and you watch the Holy Spirit so that you believe that God is one and God is three. So that by believing in the triune God, you are saved. The revealed word of God clearly teaches the Holy Trinity. And this teaching on the Holy Trinity is basic to the Christian faith. And it is clearly confessed by Christians in the Apostles, Nicene, and Athanasian creeds. This faithful teaching about God, this fundamental teaching of Christians, though clear in Scripture, cannot be fathomed by our human minds, can it? It is truly an article of faith. You either accept it with a believing heart because the Holy Spirit has called you to saving faith through the power of the gospel, or you reject it with an unbelieving heart and mind and try to describe God in some other way than as a triune God. Believing in a triune God, this is an article of faith. It is a clear teaching of Holy Scripture. So go to the Jordan. Go ahead. Go back to the baptism of Jesus and read and listen and watch and see and believe. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This simple gospel narrative, it gives you a vivid and dramatic revelation of the one true God. It reveals the three persons of the Holy Trinity. So that when your friends who deny the Holy Trinity talk to you, take them to the Jordan. Take them to where God reveals himself. In this text, Jesus the Son, begotten of the Father, says that he has come to fulfill all righteousness in order that he might save unrighteous sinners like you and me. Jesus is baptized in the Jordan. Jesus who comes to fulfill all of the law in all of its points for you and me. Jesus who has come in order that he might be tempted in every way, just as you are and yet without sin. Jesus who will Keep the commandments and now give to you his righteousness. Make you holy, clothe you with his righteousness. This Jesus in his baptism comes up out of the water. And then we watch. We watch the Spirit who proceeds from the Father and the Son 
descend upon Jesus as a dove. And in this way, the Holy Spirit reveals the dawn of a new era in human history. He points to and reveals Jesus, who is God the Son, who takes on our human flesh and who dwells among us to carry our sin and to be our Savior, to suffer and die, to rise on the third day, and to send to you and me the Holy Spirit. And your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Honor God with your body, as we talked about last week. The Holy Spirit is poured out upon you and me in baptism so that we believe in Jesus, and so that we are saved. A new era of human history came at the baptism of Jesus. And then we hear the Father speak, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Here the Father exalts his Son as the Savior of the world, the Savior who does all things well, the Savior who redeems a world of lost sinners, the Savior who sheds his blood to wash away all of your sin, so that the Father is pleased with you. And now God calls you and me his sons, adopts us as his own, makes us a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to him. And it all happens there at the Jordan River, a muddy, a muddy little river, not like the mighty Mississippi, not like the Missouri or the Snake River, but a muddy little river that you can throw a stone across. There in that muddy little river, God does a huge, wonderful, magnificent thing. He teaches us the truth, that God is one divine being. He is three distinct persons. And this is clearly taught at the Jordan, clearly revealed in the Old and New Testaments. And so, when you think about this, about who God is, how he reveals himself to us, it really is more than we can comprehend. Too wonderful for our mind to understand, but it is possible for us to believe. And we do. And we confess this truth about God. He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons, co-equal and co-eternal, and he is one one divine being who gives his glory to no other, who reveals himself to us that we might believe in him and be saved. This week as I was restudying the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, I was reading from one of the church fathers. His name was Chromatius. Chromatius. It sounds like it has something to do with the chrome on an old, old 57 Chevrolet or something, Chromatius. So now you'll remember the name, Chromatius. Well, he was a 4th century bishop who lived in the northeastern part of Italy. And he vigorously opposed those who rejected the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. And he rooted out the false teachers and he banished them from his diocese. 
And in a sermon on holy baptism, he says this, Just as our first creation was the work of the Holy Trinity, where God gave the gift of life to this world and breathed into Adam and Eve the breath of life, just as the first creation was the work of the Holy Trinity, so our second creation, our new birth of water and of the Spirit in holy baptism, so our second creation is also the work of the Holy Trinity. And then he goes on to say, The Father does nothing without the Son or the Holy Spirit, because the Father's work is also the Son's, and the Son's work is also the Holy Spirit's. There is but one and the same grace of the Trinity. Thus we are saved by the Trinity, since in the beginning we were created by the Trinity alone. In other words, the triune God created you, the triune God redeems you, and recreates you in the waters of holy baptism. The triune God saves you and me. The early church fathers said, Go to the Jordan. Go to the Jordan. There you will see. There you will see the true God. The true God who saves you and me from sin and death. Go to the Jordan. You will see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go to the Jordan. It's good advice. It's sound teaching for you and me this Trinity Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. We sing together the creed song, I Believe.
Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.